When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Bald Move Pulp podcast. Today, uh, we are closing out the Badass Fest 5. We got a special guest here, uh, Shea Serrano. Shea Serrano is a number one New York Times bestselling author. He writes about basketball, movies, music, and other things. We have him on today to help us close out this year's Badass Fest with a discussion of his all-new book, The Action Hero Scouting Report. Shay, welcome to the podcast. What's going on, baby boy? Uh, well, I tell you, we had, you know, we've been, uh, ranking what we call badasses, action hero movie, uh, stars for going on a decade. And we've been doing this, uh, badass fest for a few years now. And it was, we were mm-hmm. right in the middle of it. And we started, the hotline started ringing that, uh, there's a new way to rank, uh, beefy bad guy, or beefy guys and gals, uh, uh, action oriented people, uh, Shea Serrano, uh, you should try to get him on the podcast. Uh, we were able to make it happen. The question, and we get this every year, because this is kind of like out of a little out of our normal, you know, if you know Bald Move, we're not like 80s action orient, oriented, but it's something that me and Jim deeply love at like on a primal level. But the question we get is always why? Why action movies? Why are you, Why the fascination? Why the ultra serious take, the rating system? Do you have a satisfying answer for people? I've been thinking a bunch about that because that's a question I also get asked a ton because if you spend months or years of your life like talking about a thing or watching a thing or studying a thing, people want to know why that is. And I think the answer at this point, it's like, it's kind of an answer and kind of a not answer because what ends up happening is whenever I put on one of these movies, an older movie especially, I still love the new action stuff. It's stuff that, that's come out as an adult. You have a different relationship with it than you do the stuff that you watched as a kid. But the stuff that you watched as a kid, when I put it on now, it's not like when I watch other movies. Like if I watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off now as an adult, I'm like, man, Ferris is like kind of a shitty kid. And this principal just wants him to go to school and get an educated. You know what I mean? Like you <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you start looking at it from a, from a different perspective. You're like, man, that water hose bib outside of the house that leak that leak is going to cause some foundation issues they should probably get that fixed like you're watching a whole different movie right yeah but with action movies for some reason when i put it on when i put rambo on or when i put commando on or when i put a hard target on or whatever i'm not a 42 year old dad watching the movie i'm 15 years old again i'm 14 years old again i'm 10 years (laughs) old again watching my heroes you know what i mean and yeah. so especially especially as I went through these last few months and was rewatching everything like that stood out to me the most because I was expecting to get that like, oh, I'm going to watch it from a different perspective thing happening again. And it didn't. I'm like, man, this is so much fun. I just feel like a kid again. Yeah, there's a there's this old Star Trek Next Generation quote where there's this admiral. It's a long story, but he's taken a bunch of anti-aging serum so he can do a peace deal with this uh you know the, these 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 guys he's known for a long time 
and he's de-aging throughout the whole episode and he's dying at the end of it, and he looks like he's 20 and he's talking to his like 80 year old wife and she he's saying you know you're annie with the golden hair and she's like oh you flatterer it's all turned to gray and he's like i only see the gold i feel like mm-hmm. that's the yeah that's the way like when you go back yeah. there's i mean it's not that i'm unaware of how dated some of this stuff is especially in uh, some of the attitudes and and stuff, but like honestly, sometimes that stuff is so over the top it comes back around to being like legitimately hilarious. Um, and like yeah, just like seeing like Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to be a convincing dad with Alyssa Milano in the opening of Commando, <laughs> it's just it's just like this yeah. is, this is what this is what dads and daughters do they they eat ice cream and try to catch deer in the forest and toss them around logs and it's it's a lot of fun. Right. It was like it was like they asked somebody who had never raised a kid before, what do you do with a kid? <laughs> and they're like, you do you do this. All right, cool. A lot of the time for me, it's uh, about seeing big, beefy or extremely talented physically dudes doing things that you kind of just don't see anymore. You know, like you see Arnold Schwarzenegger pick up a log. You see him pick up a phone booth with a man in it and throw it. And you know they're like assisted <laughs> with pneumatics and stuff, but it's not CG assisted, right? It's not like they could make anybody look like they're doing that on screen. They needed kind of a believability in the the physicality of that person. That to me is one of the appeals. Yeah, you yeah, you, sure. uh, you um you mentioned it's funny because I was reading the uh, the Dutch segment of your book. I read I, I meant to just read that, but like honestly, I started leafing through and I, I read a bunch of it. Um, but like I read the Dutch one and you're like, uh, you know, one of Arnold's sneaky moves is he likes to move vehicles, you know, mm-hmm. if that's like one of like, yeah, in just his by set. hand. Yeah. 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 And it, yeah, it's like, there's no CGI. <laughs> there's no strings. He's just li- lifting a truck off of its, uh, off of its wheels and you casually sending it towards a gorilla compound. Uh, yeah. Seal's feats <laughs> of strength is fun. And you, that's something that, that we try to get at is like, there's definitely a shift as you go into the nineties and action movies. And I think your book kind of identifies correctly the fault line it's it's predator diehard that is yeah the eight that's the the bc 80 that's where like you you mentioned like when diehard came out it destroyed the default assumption that an action hero star has to be a big dude with giant muscles and it's never it, it it's 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 never been the same and it's such a great it's it's such a great point yeah, he so Dutch Dutch ends up being the coda there. Like after after Die Hard shows up, that's not what we're looking for anymore. Because it was just it was such a radical shift all at once is what it felt like. The scene in particular, I think if we if you like pinpointed to a specific individual scene in Die Hard when everybody went, Okay, that's it's like this from now on, guys. Pay attention. It's it's the scene where after after Hans and, and Carl shoot the glass and then he has the, the glass all in his feet. And then he's at the sink in clear agony and pain, pulling the glass out with blood everywhere. Like that's the moment. Cause that's what you never saw in the other ones. In we were just talking about commando in commando. There's a part where he fucking jumps out of an airplane, <laughs> lands like in a swampy marsh and then just gets up and runs away from it. Like nothing like the yeah. whole, the whole fun of those movies was they were indestructible. You, they couldn't, you couldn't hurt them. And then mm-hmm. John McClane shows up and he's like, I'm going to allow myself to get hurt. I'm going to allow myself to get beat up. And it was so exciting and so much fun to watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything from that point forward changes. 
Oh, that's another level of fascination of this too, because you mentioned in the your scouting report for Dutch is that like there's a blending there because at the end of Predator, Arnold is allowing himself to be vulnerable and like mm-hmm. emotional. Like you said, it's like this is a guy like that that thousand yard stare he's got in the helicopter is a guy he's who's scared. been through some shit. Yeah, yeah. like that's a that's that he's not going to be the same after that. Uh, and no, then he but, is not. <laughs> and, and then John McClane just bust that door. Like, I am actually cooler. I mean, that's something that we talked about when it comes to Bruce Willis is like, he looks tougher the more he gets hurt. It kind of mm-hmm. like, I guess he's like mm-hmm. the Wolverine in the comics was always that way too. Wolverine was cool because he would absorb so much punishment and still come keep coming back. Whereas Arnold was cool because he's the Terminator. He can't be hurt. Yeah. It's like, it's like the difference between watching a, watching a basketball game where one team is blowing the other team out and they're throwing alley-oops off the backboard and shit mm-hmm. like that versus a game when they were you were pretty sure they're going to lose for most of it and then they pull it out the, at the last second like that's the that's the the sports equivalent of what was the happening the underdog satisfaction they're tapping into and do people that's like so identify with that because they're because they're able to identify with it like i can get hurt and so when my hero gets hurt i feel like i can be more like them yeah, that's that's my guess. I think the best summation of that was in the office, like late in the season, later in the series, uh, when Robert California assigns Andy to be in charge of the office, and they're interviewing him afterwards, and he's doing like one of those talking head things, and he's like, "There's just something about an underdog that is so inspiring to the underwhelming," and like that's <laughs> us. We're uh, we're, we're the, yeah. You uh-huh. line you line us up next to Stallone and next to Schwarzenegger. We're underwhelming humans. So when we see an underwhelming human uh, succeed uh, uh, against all odds, it's like it's just fun to watch. Yeah. So what motivated you to come up with like a system to assess action heroes? Is this something you've been noodling for a long time? Or you're just like, you know what? I want to write about my favorite action heroes. I need a hook. Uh, this was something. This was something I had thought about doing for a long time, and. By this point, I had already written um, basketball and other things, movies and other things, and and uh, the rap yearbook. And I, I and I figured out pretty quickly if you go on the internet and you write a thing that's like, here are the four best action heroes. It's this person, this person, this person, and then that's it. People get pretty upset and they will like pull your head off your off your body. But if you show up and you're like, here are the four best action heroes, and here's exactly how I arrived at this conclusion, right? If you lay those pieces out, even if they don't agree with it, they will go, well, I see how he got that answer. So, so now we're gonna engage in a, in a conversation. You know what I mean? It's like the difference between going, the greatest rapper alive, the greatest rapper who has ever, has ever lived is, uh, is, is Jay-Z. And somebody will immediately go like, okay, but what about uh, Biggie? Like it, like it becomes right. a big fight. But if you go, if you go all right, we're, we're gonna figure out who the greatest rapper of all time is. And rule number one, if you're going to be considered the greatest rapper of all time, you have to put, have put out at least two albums while you were alive. Okay, cool. That automatically gets rid of Biggie because he only had uh, Ready to Die, ah. Life After mm. Death. You know what I mean? Like it, it yeah, draws yeah, yeah. a line that, that everybody can go, even if you don't agree with it, you can go like, okay, well, I see why he's not in, uh, in contention anymore and move on to the, to, the, to the next thing. So it's the same thing here. I wanted to write about action heroes. I wanted to have... I wanted to have like action hero scores for everybody. So you have to come up with a system that you can then show to, to anybody who looks at it and they go like, okay, cool. I see how we got to where we are. Even if I don't agree, I get it. 
I like your I, system because it's it's very like intrinsic to what makes an action movie cool, right? And you have six different categories that you put those uh, scores into. And yeah, it seems like you nailed on like the essentials of the action movie. Yeah, certainly of that era. Yeah, so yeah, so that was like a, you know, that's where you spend the most amount of time whenever you're working on something like this. I'm sure y'all did the, the same thing when you were talking. You, you were like, we can't just assign arbitrarily who's badass and who's not. Like we need a system. And then you come oh, up with yeah. the champion charisma character thing and people can then participate in it along with you. They, they, they get what you're saying. But yeah, for this one, the first thing that you do is you decide, okay, are we doing like action heroes or are we doing the actors who play the action heroes? We're going right. to do the, the, the characters. That's what I want to do. That's what I'm most interested in. Okay, cool. Uh, if we're looking at all of the action movies, like what are the things that all of the action movies sort of have in common? And then that's, you, you just start digging and digging until you find the, the, the categories. In this case, we have, uh, the first one was inciting event. Every every action hero is is thrust into action by a thing that has happened. So there you go. There's your first one. Now you have to talk about that. You have to talk about their determination. How determined are they? Because they face impossible situations and impossible odds against impossible enemies. You have to talk about their skills training. What sort of of of, of skill do they have? As far as like, is it somebody like like El Mariachi from Desperado? Who that's just an angry musician is all he is. He didn't <laughs> uh-huh. or. or or Beatrix Kiddo from Kill Bill, who was trained by a kung fu master. So she's got a, a much higher score than he would. You know what I mean? You have the the cool factor, which you all touched on. Uh, an action hero, above all things, needs to be cool. They need to say cool things. They need to do cool things. They need to look cool. Other people need to say cool things about them. You have the significance category, which is just like a made-up thing we came up with to describe that feeling you get in your chest when you're watching a movie. And you're like, I would fucking love to be John Wick for like 10 minutes. That seems pretty great. And then the last one is legacy level. And that is we look at the, the character and we say, did, how did this person uh, affect action uh, movies as a genre or action heroes as a character? Like with John McClane, when he showed up, changed everything. Very mm-hmm. high legacy level score versus versus somebody like uh, like Chev Chelios and Crank who was a great movie, a lot of fun to watch, didn't change anything. So his legacy level score is much lower. You know what I mean? And then you yeah. just assign numbers to all of those. And there you go. Action hero score. We're in the game, baby. We'll be right back with more bald move after this brief pause. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And now, back with more Bald Move. I think one of the, the best uh, categories, the one that I found entertaining throughout the book is the coolest thing someone says about, you I know, like that's such I think a, it's like, my favorite that, one too, honestly. <laughs> it is good because it's like, you know, there's some things like, uh, it used to be a big 80s thing, like in the first Rambo where, you know, like oh. you said, the colonel's like, uh, you know, how many oh. guys you got? Like I'm sending a hundred off of men and he's like, well, you, you better bring a lot of body bags or um in the with matrix and the and in, in commando when it's like there's three different times the they cut back to the colonel like he's one step behind him and yeah you know, he keeps on it's like he's like what are we expecting <laughs> world war three he's like he just keeps on like it there's something really satisfying about hearing your favorite badass being 
extolled by some neutral third party. Because what it is that that gets at the other part, which is we all want to be talked about that way. We all want somebody else to say something like that about us when we're not in the room. That's how we want to be disturbed. None of us are. Nobody would ever say anything like that about me. But I can watch John Creasy and be like, his art is death. A man could be a man, like oh, an artist in it. Oh my God, that's so fucking cool. Like, it's just, uh, it's such a great little thing that they do in the movie. And they're still doing it out. Dead Reckoning just came out. And 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 uh, what's his name? Shea Wiggum has that whole, the whole thing about like, he does, he basically does what Alec Baldwin did in Rogue Nation. Where he's like, yeah. you know, he's the living manifestation of destiny or whatever. He does it, his version of it. They're still doing it, and it still rules. Part of the trailer. Yeah. Um, I it's uh, what the interesting thing I thought about your uh, our system versus your system is like the big difference at the very bottom is ours is very actor centric. Like we are talking mm-hmm. about Arnold Schwarzenegger and how he stacks up against his fellow badass actors. Like the one, the most important metric of ours is character because if you are the biggest badass in the world. You've won the strongman competition the last 10 years. You're real life proficient with firearms, whatever. You're in the Delta Force operator. Unless you've been in a Hollywood production that demonstrates that on screen, you can't be a badass. You can't be a Hollywood 1980s, 1990s style badass. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And where you're is like very character. And I feel like the one of the, the weaknesses of our system is like we don't get to like drill down into the particularly cool aspects of the characters the way you do um and until like that's why the badass best is fun because we pick a single movie of a person's you know to, to kind of talk about it and then we can really drill down and like why is that movie make it cool whereas with your character um selection uh that allows you to talk about like all the inherently cool things maybe did it feel like a restriction to you that you had to pick because i noticed it wasn't just like blade you know it's Blade from Blade 2. Did you ever find yeah, yeah, like yeah. a really tough, like, damn, which one am I going to go with? Because well, John Rambo's like that too, right? Yeah, with the Rambo series, like where it starts versus where it ends yeah. up are just like through the looking glass. Because the first movie is you can take seriously as an actual movie. And then by the time <laughs> you get to like Rambo 3, it's in insanity land. <laughs> They're almost yeah, not even the, the same and- character. In the first movie, he kills one person, and, and it's by accident when he throws right. the rock the at Disney the helicopter. Death. And in the and in in part three, let me see. I actually have it in my notes. In in part three, he kills a hundred and ten. No, thirty eight people in three, a hundred and ten in four, and then forty five. And <laughs> like it's all yeah, like it's exactly what you're saying. It's a whole different thing. So when I was working through there, I was just looking for the ones who I thought were the most interesting and the most fun. Rambo was easy. It was it was first blood, and then I'm not even going to look at the other ones. It's just yeah. such a stark difference. It's such an incredible movie. The one where it was tricky to pick was was uh, Beatrix Kiddo, because both uh, Volume mm. One and Volume Two, super fun movies. She does in, uh, like really incredible stuff in there. They it doesn't feel like two separate movies because they mm-hmm. they film them at the same time. They release them one year after the other. It feels like all all one movie. So that part became a little tricky because you if, like. In the scouting report, we we call out we're gonna do volume two, but you still want to talk about like some of the stuff from volume one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you so I I got the idea when I was reading your book that like us, you have a certain reverence for the big the 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 the, the big stars of the era. You know Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, Bruce Willis. 
Um, and when we first, you know, when we first started the 3C system, one of the things is we were trying to grope to understand. It's like why, you know, when we're talking these, uh, you know, action movie badasses, you've got guys like Arnold and S- Sylvester Stallone and Dolph Lundgren and these like big muscle dude, Jean-Claude Van Damme. And then you get the guys like Clint Eastwood, um, Bruce Willis. Why are they badasses in the same way these big bulky guys? And that's when we invented the third. That was the final thing, the charisma scale to explain mm-hmm. like why. So and and when we first came to scale, we both gave uh, Arnold and Sylvester Stallone perfect three C ratings. They got the you know they're they got all the beef, they got all the characters, uh, <laughs> they got all the charisma, and they're the only two three Cs. There's like a couple hopefuls like Dwayne the Rock Johnson has all the tools to be three C. He steadily refuses to do real badass work. Um, but I started thinking this year. It got, what got me started is I was I was watching a bunch of uh, Sylvester Stallone movies. And I came up with the controversy. It's like, I'm not sure that Sylvester deserves the three C because he's, Whoa. he's not as, mm-hmm. he's not as, he's mm-hmm. not as big as Arnold in any kind of dimension. Uh, I'm with I you, wonder if you have, Whoa, what the hell, man? <laughs> I know I'm, st- I'm on an Island on this thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> but like, do you think, especially I, I, I'm not talking characters because obviously it's, it's the, the, from a career spec perspective, I feel like from a charisma perspective and from like the physical stature, Sylvester clearly is lagging a point or two behind Arnold. Am I crazy? Arnold is the most charismatic action hero we've ever gotten. He's also like right. the, the most, the most physically imposing. Um, but there's, but, but what, what Stallone has is he's got these little drops of magic in him that just that that bake the stuff that he's doing shouldn't work sometimes and it works it absolutely a hundred percent works and you can't discount that you know what i mean it's like if we do another basketball thing this is like the eye test when you watch somebody play a game mm. you're like there's just something special about the way tracy mcgrady shot the basketball there just is he never made it out of the first round as this, as the best player on his team. I get that. He never won a championship. I get that. But there's just something special about seeing him dribble up the court like a fucking panther, and everybody's terrified. There's just something about it. You watch Stallone, and you see him go from something like Rambo, which we all love, an iconic movie, maybe arguably the, the one of the most important action movies that's ever been done. You watch him do that, and then you watch him do Tango and Cash, and then you watch him do Demolition Man. And you're like, this guy can fucking paint every corner of the plate. We have to account for that. He, those are the only two that should got the, should that should have the three C rating. I think you all are exactly on. Don't question yourself now, sir. Don't okay. question it. You, bu- <laughs> you built it, and you you built it, science. and you nailed it. It's for science, yeah. you know. You built it, and I... you nailed it. I was so, I was so happy when y'all sent me the 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 rules and all of the thing. And uh-huh. you were like, this is a lot of stuff. You don't got to read it if you don't want or whatever. And I was like, this is the fucking best thing I've read in four years. <laughs> like, I was so excited <laughs> so to see funny. other people were, were digging uh-huh. down into it. Because it's just like that kind of nerdy shit is the best possible thing for me when I'm reading. Like, No, I, see, I love it. See the love in, in a thing, you know. That's the, I fully intend. I was going to. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read a chapter because I've I've known your mm-hmm. work before, and uh, you know I was kind of excited. But like I, we were also like crazy busy this week. We had like two surprise episodes dropped on us. This interview is kind of a surprise thing, and I'm like, well, I'm just going to at least do. But like I ended up like reading an hour of it, and it's like because yeah, it's like oh my god, this is like so fucking cool, so so awesome. Um, that's the thing that impressed me about it is I'm 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 looking at it and I'm like, okay, he's got this ranking system. It's going to be a lot like ours. Uh, our list is a spreadsheet 
your list is like an entertaining read in a book. You real you brought a lot of humor to it that I wasn't expecting. And to so be fair, once I got we have into it, hours of podcast to go with it. this too. But but yeah, no, his his, his <laughs> yeah, book yeah, yeah. is is a great read. I I strongly encourage everybody uh, to to to. Matter of fact, why we're at the midpoint here? How do people get their hands on the action uh, uh, hero scattering report? You can get it from halfwaybooks.com. That's the only place you could get it. I guess you could also steal it after it's out there because it's just right. a, it's a digital it's a digital book. If you I know it's a copyright it, advisory. That was that was pretty funny. You've got the oh, all yeah, rights yeah, reserved, yeah. no authorized, unless you're cool, and then you know go nuts. Uh, yeah, if you're cool, if you love action movies and you just want to read it, go ahead and steal it. Uh, but if well, you want to buy it, halfwaybooks.com. We'll have that link in the uh, show notes, and again, I uh, it's got a it's got a bald move badass recommendation for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, why why we're uh, admiring each other's systems? I just want to know your opinion on our Mount Crushmore. So our idea for Mount Crushmore is these are the four most defining action heroes of uh, at least uh, you know our Gen X history, um, mm-hmm. and it comprises Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, Sylvester Stallone mm-hmm. and the two mm-hmm. Bruce's, Bruce Willis, Bruce Lee. Um, and the idea is like there might be challengers. We might have to destroy this. We might have to blow a face off, put another face on at some time, add a fifth face. What do you think about our core of Mount Crushmore right now? Would you take anybody off? Would you put anybody else up there? Is there anybody into consideration? This this is this is a philosophical difference that I'm gonna that I'm gonna point out that I have. Here. All right. Uh, Arnold, Arnold absolutely has to be on there. Stallone absolutely has to be on there. Uh, Bruce Willis probably has to be on there, but I, but it gets a little shaky, a little shaky there, a little shaky. Bruce Lee, I feel like Bruce Lee, I would put him in like fight movies more than I'd put him in action movies, which I think are different things. Because like you, you Rocky, do draw a distinction between Kung Fu yeah. movies and action movies. Well, could you, could you illuminate that for us? Yeah. Yeah. So something like, something like a, like blood sport. That mm-hmm. to me is not an action movie. That's a fight movie. It's, it's built around a fighting tournament. Rocky is mm-hmm. not an action movie. That's a fighting movie. Uh, something like Kung Fu hustle, not an action movie. That's a Kung Fu movie. There's differences. And in, in the way oh, that yeah. like, in the way that, uh, a movie could be a heist movie versus a movie could be like a crime movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, and so because of that, I would say, let's get Bruce Lee off of there. Uh, I do love this idea. I've never heard this before. Just as you're talking and you casually throw it out there, adding a fifth face, that to me is really, that's a fun idea. I love, I love that. Like, I love the idea of somebody just showing up and being like, well, we can't get rid of anybody else. Let's just walk. There's more mountain. We'll build another face. We'll carve another face. It's fine. Well, there's room. That's a great mm-hmm. idea. I love that. I love that. Uh, so, you say, so you say Bruce is shaky. Man, I thought that would be an easy. Who who do you think? Uh, let's, let's let's put Bruce Lee aside, but Bruce Willis. Who do you think should be the third? Because there's people like there's the there's the Seagals, there's the Lundgrens, there's the Jean Claude Van Dams. You could go older. You could go, you know, Clint Eastwood. You could go John Wayne. You could go. Uh, could who's go the guy that did all Keanu? the? Keanu. Maybe. Yeah, you I could go newer I, Keanu. I think I think I would I would honestly put Keanu above Bruce Willis if we're oh, not wow. now if we're if we're doing if we're doing characters John McClane bulletproof absolutely bulletproof if we're doing actors besides John McClane right. who who does Bruce Willis have so, so, that, so you that can, book who does Bruce Willis have that can stack up 
against Neo from The Matrix, against Jack from Speed, against John Wick from John Wick, against uh, the who's the, the fourth one? Oh, Johnny uh, Utah from Point Break. Johnny Utah uh, from like, Point Break. That's four unstoppable characters versus who? What are Bruce Willis's for? He doesn't have a a four a, a quartet that can so match up with hard. that. He's got Die Hard. He's got a strong uh, case. He's got Armageddon. Uh, All right. He's got yeah, I don't know that. I, I don't know. I don't know that I would make that. I would make like like. When are you gonna call Harry Stamper? You know what I mean? Uh-huh, like if true. like if you're in trouble. <laughs> There's, he's only good, he's only like if you got if you need to drill sure that's your first call any other situation I don't know but when you go I, when you finna call Johnny Johnny Utah that's the, like Ben Affleck maybe I don't know yeah well when you call also when do you call Johnny Utah the next time you get a skydiving surfing band of bank robbers together I mean there's that, that yes. have you seen have you seen the uh, Always Sunny guys uh, Glenn Howerton do his riff on you know Keanu Reeves that, that scene where the FBI is uh, trying to recruit him for this task and he, Glenn Howerton's like wait a minute the FBI wants me to be a sur- be a surfer yeah, <laughs> well, I, I play football, guy. What are you talking? Like, it's this really. Um, I, it, so you talk about your mount. You had to, like Mount Rushmore of characters, like Keanu. You had the uh, four there. Um, mm-hmm. You're saying that like it's like it's hard to assail his Mount Rushmore. I don't know, man. I feel like Utah and uh, Johnny Utah and whoever he plays in Speed. Jack uh, Jack Travern. Jack Travern, you son of a bitch. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, again, it's like it's next time I need someone to make a bus go 55 miles an hour around the, the airport track. It's like I might call him. But, like, it's – it's I don't know. So Bruce has got the diehard arm again, fifth element. He's He's got to have something. Uh, but see, uh, the, the fact that you're having to think hard like that is, mm. is what makes Keanu – why I would put Keanu above Bruce Willis if we're doing – if we're doing – actors it's tough because he is the empty vessel that you can pour any action hero shape into whereas like bruce willis is kind of like or especially guys like arnold or they're like in that shape you have to really work hard to even get people to consider them uh as something else yeah exactly uh, you know who's a who who might be a sneaky pick who might slide in here i got two i got two for you i got two for you give me give me my girl Charlize. Give me Charlize. Yeah, we were just talking here you about go. her yesterday. We were we were debating putting her in the Hall of Fame, but we're like, I don't think she's done yet. She's still she's still putting like she hasn't re- hung up the jersey, so you. Can't, oh, she's you got know. A, she's got a couple more. She's got Furiosa coming. Which that's is what I'm saying. Her. That could be that. Like, yeah, no, and that's a lot of like people because that's the other weakness of our system is like it's not been kind to women and even minorities uh, because like you know no one got those roles except for big big white dudes, right? And my argument's always been. But they're coming like this. There's eras of badassery and like I, there's nothing saying in the future that someone like uh, Brian of Tarth, uh, Gwendolyn Christie, Gwendolyn Christie is one Marvel movie away from being a one C badass or, or, or on the champion scale. Like she's six foot four, another 30 pounds of muscle. If she if she does the um, uh, the Natalie Portman love and thunder routine mm-hmm. she's fucking there so it's like it's not like uh it's a historical barrier because of like opportunities and stuff but there's nothing you know it's also aspirational and like anyone could be an 80s and 90s badass if you're willing to get on the gear and and pump huh. the iron or be a snarky wise ass uh you too can be on my re- rushmore i really like uh um 
I mean, I always separate, again, I separate superhero movies from action movies. I think those are different things. Um, but if you open it up, then that does become a, a, another option. Um, Rebecca Ferguson, really fucking okay. good. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, I think she's the best Mission Impossible character outside of Ethan Hunt. Like when she mm-hmm. showed up, um, just her fight scenes, real impressive uh, in that movie too. Vanessa Kirby is also another one. Like, oh shit! Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah! I, I, like I, I've talked about this before. I think I wrote about this one time. But but there are sometimes you watch a movie, and you're like, this person has a lot of fight confidence. Like they look like they know what they're doing on screen. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson, when she gets to doing all that aerial jujitsu, you're like, she fucking trained a long time for this. Halle Berry and John Wick three going and doing all the stunts and rolling around you're like she she trained she knows what she's doing out here versus if you watch like like uh, christian bell and equilibrium and you're like oh mm-hmm. you i don't think he's ever been in a fight in his life is what it looks like they doesn't have a doesn't have a bunch of a bunch of uh fight confidence but the other person who i think might have like a this is a super outside shot but i love i love him a ton it's my guy wesley wesley snipes fucking all right super super strong resume i love him i love him a ton so this is a super smooth transition because we invited you uh said hey here's our list of badasses that we haven't ranked yet if you want to rank one of us uh in the 3c system um you put us you put wesley snipes through his paces in your blade uh chapter in the action hero scattering report we haven't we haven't got around to doing him on the bald move badass scale uh maybe we should do it that's what Uh, i vote Let's, let's do say, it. So let's start with the let's start with the uh, the the one that's the absolute bar barrier to entry. They gotta have that character. What are Wesley Snipes' characters? Um, I've got his uh, filmography in front of me. Uh, do you got stuff mm-hmm. off the top of it? like? I mean, obviously, we just did Demolition Man. Uh, you got Blazing Simon your Phoenix book. Demolition Man. I got yeah yeah yeah. I have a uh, listen. When you asked me to come on the show, I spent the last four days researching and getting my notes ready. Like uh-huh. I didn't come here to play. I didn't come here to play around with you. I came <laughs> okay. here. I came here to get Wesley in the top in your. He's going to be in the top five by the time we're done because I got bulletproof right. arguments <laughs> for all of this. All let's, right. Let's so hear we're it. talking. If we're talking characters, like just and this is just badass characters. Like you watch him and you go, that, that guy's pretty fucking cool, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. A little shaky to start, but Major League Willie Mays Hayes. Willie Mays Hayes stole seventy five bases, helped his team. Uh, beat the the Yankees to win the division championship. Scores the game winning run, like that's okay. not a bad start. That's not a bad start for Wesley. But then we move up. Nino Brown in New Jack City, an actual, an actual. I'll give you that. Yeah, badass. Yeah, he has the iconic "sit your five dollar ass down before I make change" monologue. <laughs> like that's that. So good. That whole thing. You're like this. This guy's fucking electrifying. Okay, you have him his character there. Uh, white men can't jump. Sidney Dean. Another iconic character. I'm just going to roll through them now. Passenger 57. Uh, we're only to 1992 here, sir. Passenger 57. Chief John Cutter. He fights a bunch of terrorists on an airplane. Tom Sizemore's in the movie. The bad guy's name in that movie is Charles Rain. Fucking Charles Rain. Great bad guy name. You have his iconic always bet on black line that he says, <laughs> into, the, that he says into the phone. Fucking great movie. You mentioned Demolition Man. That's 93. He shows up in 95 with Money Train. Where he teams up with Woody again. They're foster brothers this time. They they fight over Jennifer Lopez. There's a bad guy running around New York City setting people on fire. And his name, guess what? We're gonna call him Torch. 
They fucking hijack. <laughs> like they have to. St- they he has to stop a robbery that his brother is doing at the end. Like it's a whole thing. U.S. Marshals, where yep. he's being chased. He's being chased by Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones, by the way, is the greatest hide and seek player in the history of movies. He's mm-hmm. looking for for Harrison Ford in The Fugitive, uh, Wesley in U.S. Marshals. Uh, he's got No Country for Old Men when he's trying to find. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I'm blanking on his name. Josh Brolin. Uh, Brolin. Yeah. He's trying yeah. to find Josh Brolin. Uh, but he's 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 trying to find Benicio del Toro in The Hunted. Like this is the greatest hide and seek player ever. Wesley's running from him. You have Wesley and Blade and Blade Two. Iconic. Iconic. Like, I was gonna say that's Plant like because we also we we keep track of iconic as got extra weight. I would say that's that's an I, sure. what, an easy iconic role. Easy. He has Monroe Hutchins, an undefeated prison boxer, fucking in 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 prison for beating a guy to death, and then he has to fight Ving Rhames. Um, some Uh-oh. these are these are lesser what is, known. Which movies, one is that one? Which one? Which one's that? That's uh, undis- undisputed. Two thousand and two. Gotcha, gotcha. He fights Ving Rhames in that. Y- yes. Oh my God, it's so good. That sounds. Have you not seen right. that movie? You got to no, watch. I've not it. seen that movie. No. Uh-uh. Okay. Okay, so so when I was going through your through your list, and I'm of course uh, uh, checking for for characters that I like or actors that I like, and I noticed a glaring lack of Scott Adkins, one of the greatest action hero uh, actors ever. Um, but like B B action movies, a, a yeah. different a different a different class. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. But gotcha. Wes, that's Wesley, the guy that Wesley's, was in the latest John Wick, right? He had well, yes, was wearing a fat yes. suit. Someone yes, just wrote in uh, suggesting him for the the list this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh man, y'all got to check it out because he shows yeah. up. Uh, Wesley does Undisputed, and then they do Undisputed Two, and he's the bad guy in that. And he's so good that they just give him the franchise from there forward. Uh, <laughs> nice. He's he's incredible. Steals it uh, from Wesley. Wow. Steal. Yeah, Wesley only did the first one, and then it moves on. For I think the second one is Michael Jai White, and then okay. and and, yeah. and Scott Atkins is the bad guy. Your he plays as a European dude named Yuri who's just fucking incredible anyway Wesley back to Wesley he does Sugar Hill in 1994 which is like New Jack City but not that good he does Murder at 1600 where he has to solve a murder in the White House uh, he does Boiling Point where where that's the one where I, it has like his goofiest action movie line where they're like you gotta do it by the book and we're talking about the bad guy and he's like when I'm done with this motherfucker I'm gonna put him in a box by the book it's like, oh, what are we doing? What are we doing here? <laughs> he has Rising Sun that he does yep. with Sean Connery. Uh, he has the fan where he, he's back to he's back to playing baseball. And then he has the uh, Expendables. Like, that's a crazy list to go through. And, and it, if we don't count the Expendables, which he didn't do until 2014. No, I can't. That's, that. I, I, I got that's problems like with white men until, can't jump in major league. It's, uh, it's the sports ones. I don't know if I'm counting the action yeah. heroes, but you could, you could throw them out. Rest. You could throw them out. So I yeah, guess so we got New Jack City, right? Pastor Fifty Seven, Demolition Man, Money Train, U.S. Marshals, uh, Undisputed, Boiling Point, Rising Sun, Expendables, with a iconic Blade performance. That's ten rolls mm-hmm. plus one iconic. That's that's crazy, dude. That's getting that's the crazy. one. Is it? Is that? Is it, what, what, that's a what's one. That looking like is that a one? That or is, is a, a point one. Seven five? <laughs> that's a one. If you get you gave John Wayne a one. Wesley Snipes is walking out of here with a one. Well, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if we look at his things, I, I think uh, nine to eleven badass roles are five. Yeah, I think he that's uh, twelve plus badass roles. Mini, which considered Let's do iconic. It. Do it. He's right do on it. that red. He's right on that edge. He's right on that edge. 
Um, listen, boy, if I, if, iconic if, uh, New Jack City, Demolition, and Blade. That's three iconic. Three New J iconic. Uh, okay. Is Demolition Man really iconic? Yes. I, Are you out of your mind? New Jack City, because so the way we do uh, iconic is like if you go anywhere in the world uh, with a picture of this dude and you go up to some random kid on the street and you say, who is this person? If they can't say immediately, I feel like New Jack gets that and uh, obviously Blade gets that, but like, I don't know about... You think you're going to show them the, a picture of a blonde hair? One blue like, eye, one hazel eye. I remember him when he won all those no. rings. With, yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, he did inspire Dennis Rosman with that stuff, but... True. Yeah. I'm giving... Yeah. Um, but uh, it's okay. Let's uh, um, let's see. Where is Wes? Do it. I need to find. Thumbs up. Um, Do it. I mean, Thumbs we up. just we just covered Demolition Man this year for a badass fest, and I got to say, I I'm super impressed with that movie. Just how ridiculous it is, and how much fun it is, and how badass it is, and how badass Wesley Snipes is in it. He's having yeah, a lot of fun I, kicking I, ass. I feel like he should get a couple of extra points here for not only being uh, doing the hero role in this iconic way but also mm -hmm. the villain role like he does both St yeah. Stallone doesn't have that Stallo Bruce Willis doesn't no, have that Willis no I mean you can say Bruce Willis in the jackal but who like who was checking for the jackal you know what I mean it has that versatility yeah, yeah. like that's where uh, Bruce Willis gets uh, or Sylvester Stallone gets a lot of points too because he's a lot more versatile than a guy like uh, Arnold um, yeah exactly. he's demonstrated that alright so what's tried like Jean-Claude Van Damme you know occasionally he tries uh, to do both, but he's not quite as yeah. good at it as Wesley. No, no, he's um, a horrible actor. I love him. <laughs> I love him to death. I have a, I have a, 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 a blood sport statue in my office. I love Jean Claude Van Damme. Horrible actor. Yeah, I give you uh, that. Let's talk about charisma. The next C. Um, come on because like I said, right. this guy's got a lot of sauce. I'm not, uh, mm -hmm. uh, not taking anything away a, from him. We'll be right back with more Bald Move after this brief pause. And now, back with more Bald Move. Are this we is a, looking... This is a walk-off homer for Charisma. This is the only category I didn't worry about. I, I, so think I agree so, so, 100% yeah. with you here. Yeah, I think especially if you, just, duality, if you just look right? at Blade. Because the thing about Blade is Blade just doesn't ever give a fuck. Um, no matter what is coming ever. at him... He is not flag. It's like it's not even clear whether he feels pain. Uh, uh -huh. The the dismiss less concerns of lesser badasses, determined look, cannot conceivably or believably be cowed or otherwise intimidated by another on screen presence. I I think it's easy to give Wesley the one there. When yeah, when I so when I was going through the through the criteria and I read that one about not being intimidated, I thought about in Blade Two. In Blade Two, he finds out that they have a secret vampire team. That has been training for two years for one purpose, to kill Blade. That's the only reason they exist. They just sure. took a handful of their, of their gnarliest vampire. Donnie, they got fucking Donnie Yen. They got, they got uh, Vince from Fast and the Furious. They got uh, Clay Morrow from fucking Sands of Anarchy just being a racist vampire. Like they've got this team uh, uh, that's been assembled to kill him. And they say, hey. Listen, we're going to put that aside. We need you to work with our team that was going to kill you because there's mutant vampires. And he's just like, all right. And he walks into that room, and they all try to intimidate him. Reinhardt is the main racist vampire. And he's like, hey, he like leans in, and he's like, hey, we were talking, and like, can you blush? And they all start laughing. Ha, ha, ha. Isn't this funny? I'm making fun of, of the black guy. 
Like, isn't this great? And then Wesley doesn't even fucking blink. But he doesn't even blink. And he's like, oh, like he just goads him. He fucking, he's like, hey, check this out. I'm going to do a trick and smacks him. And they're like, what the fuck is happening? And then he does it again and smacks him. He's like, you should do something about this. The guy tries to stab him. He takes him, rips his arm down, and then jams a fucking thing into the back of his head. And then he just says, now you have a metal device. Now you have an explosive device stuck to the back of your head. Like, no, like, it's fucking electric. It's 45 seconds long. It's the most electric 45 seconds of his career. And that was the first thing I thought of when I saw can't be intimidated. I'm like, this is a one. This is a one for my boy Wesley. This is a All one, right. no question. So by, by Sean's rights, he's cut, he's carrying two C's going into the final category. But I think this is where ooh, he's it's it's uh, I must say I don't know if you're going to talk your way out of this. The the champion, the sheer physical yeah. impressiveness. He's got the beef. He's got the definition. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's five foot nine. Yes. Yes. Mm. I think 0.75 is the highest he's going to be able to get on on that uh, on on that scale. Uh, That's exactly uh, what I have too. I couldn't I couldn't like, even well, lie to myself. I couldn't talk myself into being like he's going to get a one here. Like, I mean, by no the way. rules that we've we've constructed. By the rules. But like, exactly that would put him, that would put him right. That would put him right up there with if if you know if we let the, the character rock. stand. Uh, but even even because like I'm not if 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 I did my worst quote unquote the Wesley Snipes I'd I'd maybe take him down to a point seven five on character he would still be up in the top yeah top he'd be he'd be in the the, the top five or top ten I mean it's kind of arbitrary because we got the the rest of the top ten is two point fives but mm-hmm. yeah that's incredible it really is and we didn't even talk about he's in Michael Jackson bad video I don't uh, know if you if you see if you've watched like like just immediately. Something immediately when they show him this guy's a star like he just has Mm -hmm. that thing i couldn't believe that the rock got a one for charisma like that just blew my mind oh come even from his even from his wrestling promo days i mean come on you thought you don't think he gets a wow a one for charisma um i i think my my next thing is like my biggest disappointment in my adult life uh is the fact that dwayne the rock johnson refuses to be an action star yeah. He wants to be a family movie guy. And he'll he'll play around with some PG thirteen here and there. But like, is he ever going to, before he ages out, do like a hard R action movie and in, in the vein of like a John Wick or a commando? Like I I think a, a million dollar idea is just to remake commando. Just remake commando, have Dwayne DeRock Johnson be the commando. It it might even outdo the original. You're out of your mind right now. You're talking so crazy. I wish we were in person because I would have punched you right in the side. I was gonna of your say head. swinging on me at this point. <laughs> you, okay, all you, right. You said that. There's there's something. I like The Rock. Let me start by saying that I like The Rock. I will go see every Rock movie that he has put out. I even the bad ones. I went and fucking saw uh, Baywatch when it came mm-hmm. like in the movies. I was like, I'm gonna go see this. I went and saw San Andreas. I watched out. I was in Los Angeles when I watched that one. I went and saw. What was the one with the uh, um, Rampage? Horrible oh, God. Movie, I, you finally the got the one that I, I haven't seen. See I'm like, nope. Yeah. Uh-uh. I, I, I went and watched that one and Skyscraper, like in the theater. I saw I that. Saw and, Skyscraper in the theater, yeah. And yep. did a podcast and watched on all it. Of them. <laughs> There's just that little bit of magic that we talked about that, that Stallone has, that Schwarzenegger has. I don't know that. I don't know. I don't know that The Rock has it in the way that they in the way that they do. There's just there's a, there's a missing piece. There's a small missing piece for me. Like you try to picture 
him in a role that that Schwarzenegger has done because that's like size wise that's probably the closest comp you picture him in, in the Terminator role Terminator is a perfect role for for Arnold Schwarzenegger because it flattens out the emotional spectrum it, get, it gets rid of the guesswork for him and just lets mm-hmm. him be like I don't know I don't know that that's that the rock could do that without at some point winking at the camera to let mm-hmm. you know what's going on still you know being I mean? the rock yeah so he could so he couldn't do that and then i don't know that like if you watch san andreas he has that one scene where he's talking to his wife about i think it's about the the daughter that they that he couldn't rescue mm-hmm. uh, or the person that they couldn't rescue right and it's supposed to be this really emotional thing and the whole time that he was doing it, i'm sitting there in the theater watching it and I was like, man, I wish Will Smith was giving this speech right now. Mm. I wish Stallone mm. was giving this speech right now. You know what I mean? It just, there's, there's something. When I saw one for charisma, I assumed they had to do something with wrestling because in, re- in, the, in the ring, forget about it. That's electricity. That's what I'm looking for on the screen. And for some reason, he just, he had well, it in I, Fast can Five. Can I throw something out Everybody loves saw... Fast Five, but man. I saw a piece of analysis. I can't, I, God, I wish I remember. It's one of those Twitter things. It's like tears in the rain. But someone said the big difference between Arnold and a guy like The Rock is when Arnold was growing, go, coming up, he wanted to work with the best people, like the best directors. He's working with mm-hmm. guys like John McTiernan. Uh, uh, he's working with uh, uh, James Cameron. He's working, uh-huh. you know, got some of the best, like uh, Conan the Barbarian was written by uh, 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 Oliver Stone, of all people. Like he, he sought out some of the best people working in that industry to work whereas like the rock seems to go for people who you know he can kind of have his say and 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 pull his weight so arnold is constantly learning trying to prove and you can tell like arnold makes huge leaps and uh forward in his acting and and letting that charisma shine through whereas like yeah i don't think the rock works that hard on it yeah there's a there's a there's a difference there and again i will watch every movie that the rock comes out with i I love The Rock, but if we're if we're tearing our actors here, mm-hmm. I can't put him up there with Stallone and 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 Schwarzenegger because he's missing that piece and and Willis and whoever. There's just something. It'd be nice if he mm-hmm. would like put himself at the feet of a direct, a good action director like uh, like a Beatrix Kiddo put herself at the at the feet of that uh, kung fu master and's like someone teach me how to put. I got all the pieces. I just need to put it together. And do some badass Magnus op- uh, Magnum Opus, but I, I don't know. I, I I got really worried because like you know he was like it seems like his ego was ruined everything. I don't know how much like like do you have an opinion on was there an actual beef between Vin Diesel and him or was that all kind of wrestling style kayfabe fake heat to like get um, tickets sold and make make excuses for why The Rock was too busy to be in some of the later Fast and Furiouses. I don't I don't have like a direct access to any information. It's only stuff that I've seen on the internet. If I had to guess though, it seemed pretty obvious that they did not like each other in real life. Is what it seemed like. It seemed mm. like it was a like it like it was a mess. But uh, now all's forgiven but, and he's gonna be in the next mission or the next Fast and Furious, uh, and they're all like back to slapping I don't know. It it feels suspicious. Feels like they're generating some cheap I, heat there, but I think I think uh I think they all wanted at this point, for the, the those movies have not been good since seven. Eight was bad. Nine was bad. Ten was bad. Ooh, uh, Hobbs another and, controversial Hobbs and getting around here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw. I'm loving I was them like, all. It's, it's missing something, but 
man i don't know how can so to me it's like it's because you love rrr obviously which is the correct opinion god to me what a great fast and furious is watching a franchise slowly morph into something like rrr uh it's you know it's it's getting that crazy that gonzo that insane and i i I love it for that reason I th- I think if you were to if you were if they were just to do that if they were like let's just get ridiculous then cool I'm all for it but you can tell what's happening is that there's a meeting where a bunch of people are sitting around a table and there's like how can we do this crazy thing but also how can we get this movie to make four billion dollars over the next ten or this franchise you know what I mean like like you can feel them reaching for that part and it's why you watch did y'all see Dead Reckoning yet yeah okay uh, so yeah. That's the latest Mission Impossible one, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. why it's it's why when you watch something like Fast X versus versus Dead Reckoning, and they both sort of have a similar that similar scene in Rome with the steps in the cars uh-huh. and the driving. Almost yeah. identical. And, mm-hmm. and and Dead Reck and the one in Dead Reckoning, it fucking it feels alive and it feels like real and it feels like so much fun. It's clearly ridiculous. That's clearly a ridiculous thing, but the director and the actor are both like all they're interested in is making it look as cool as possible and that's it and then everything else will fall into place versus fast x when they did it they wanted to make it as ridiculous as they could but also like family or whatever you know what i mean like there was there was, a, there was another thing they were trying <laughs> to make a brand in, they're trying it. to promote yeah yeah that that made it seem like a little less fun at considerably less fun i i, I oh man because i loved it fast and the furious movies that was like a big when I saw the trailer for 10, I'm like, we're back. Nine was horrible, but it's just because we were weeding out the fake fans. We're back. And then I watched 10, and I was like, look, <laughs> at least at least Jason Momoa was having fun. He was having a True. good time. He was having a good time. He's all over the place in that movie. Uh, question. So to, to wrap things up, uh, what is your favorite action movie? Uh, and what do you think is, the, or and, and what is the best one? if they're different because you know some people like you got a sentimental fave but there's also the undeniable great one i think i'm in yeah. my heart and my mind are aligned here but i'm curious mm-hmm. to see like what's your favorite and then what's the do you think is the best if they're different i think the the best i think that's a three horse race that mm. i'm always it's whatever the last one i've watched is like i'm it's that one you know what i mean okay it's mm-hmm. it's either it's either predator yeah which is which is you take the 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 greatest action hero we've ever had. Uh, drop him into the most dangerous natural environment possible, uh, with in charge of a group of of, of beefy hunks, and then turn a, a hunter alien loose after them. Great setup, wonderful setup. A uh, plus, great no score. Notes. Yes. Uh, Thirty years later, the special effects. It still looks real. It still looks like mm-hmm. fucking Kevin. It's Peter always going to look that as, good. It's always going to look that good. It's always going to look that good because they were doing it. They had a suit. And a guy yep. in it, and it looked incredible, right? So I think Predator is up there. I think, of obviously, Die Hard. Die Hard is probably the one you have to pick. I get that. Die Hard, and then Rambo. I think those three. Those three. And, and it probably goes Die Hard, Rambo, Predator. But again, if you oh, Interesting, because I'm, I'm Predator all the way. It's my favorite. It's I think it's the best. It's like the most it's, perfect, it's purest distillation of an action movie. Um, and I, I am a little... I, I guess I'm a little biased towards the 80s. I miss the 80s badass beefy i'm glad that other types of heroes are able to kick ass i'm glad that we can get guys like keanu and bruce willis and Charlie theron but i kind of i that's why i guess i'm so uh pained about the rock is i would like to see 
um, a return of the big dumb 80s action film um, and Predator is like that but almost like without the guilt of like well it's a shitty but like I really like it because it's cool like Predator is just a good movie just good. on it's top just of being good. a superior action film and uh, I showed my son uh, we my son and I went camping uh, two years back and I brought my biggest tablet so we could watch that at like in the, in the dark of night in the middle of the woods. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it was just such an A plus experience because uh, he, my son was 13. We saw so great. And it's, it's the, my, I think it's the best. I think it's my favorite, but it's so, so, but do you think uh, like diehards on top and then did Rambo's in their conversation too? I think, I think so. I think Rambo, Rambo is closer than a lot of people give it credit for. Rambo is just, it's an amazing movie. The original first blood up is mm-hmm. a shockingly good movie. Everyone forgets that, but it's a shockingly it's, good movie. It's so tightly wound and like sharply written and like they just give you the little pieces. Like the part the part when he's arrested and they're in there and they're going to shave him. And they're like walk they walk him into the prison and they just start giving you little pops. They don't explain it to you. They just give you little pops of him in the in the POW camp. And mm-hmm. that's all you get. And they yeah. just trusted that the audience was going to put the pieces together. Oh, I get what's happening right now like they do that and then to end it not with a big giant explosion and fight or whatever but to have him having a mental breakdown uh and then just finally saying all of the stuff that's in his chest and then giving himself up mm-hmm. and then like oh, it's so it's so it's so good but again i think this is one of those situations where you pick uh, any one of those three you're going to be right and you're going to be wrong because the other two are are there are there yeah, waiting. Yeah. as far as as far as favorite Ah, uh, you know what it is? This is, it's 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 by guy John Matrix. It's Commando. There's just yeah. There's I just, think I might be with you. <laughs> there's just something about it. It's it was like that's the one I remember watching as a kid. I remember I, I can hear the music playing. Mm-hmm. I can hear I steel can hear, drums. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see him like, or I can hear him telling them, like, just stay down wind. You think I can smell him? I can't. Like uh-huh. shit like that. It's just outrageous uh it's it has this hilarious like running bit in there i don't know if they're doing it on purpose they probably weren't but re-watching it now where he's just like arnold this mountain of a dude is horrible at hiding he's like trying to hide behind a little uh, yeah it's like we he's behind that, a water yeah. bottle like this yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. it's like it's so it's so good it's so much fun it has that horrible the bad guy with the chain net shirt that's a big <laughs> reason why that movie's not better is that Bennett is just the worst arch villain for Arnold to go. And it's, I guess it's just his buddy who's kind of like, you know, used to bodybuild now he's out of shape, but Oh my. And I, I, we, when we researched that movie, I guess there's like Bennett's costume was originally intended for a guy who was like, he was a last minute casting replacement. Yeah. 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 And that dude is quite Much a bit smaller. smaller right? You can tell, yeah. but they're just like, <laughs> shove that 10 pounds into the five pound sack. And it looks about, yeah, it's just terrible. It's terrible. All the bad, um, all of the bad guys that he has to fight are just jobbers. I mean, they're like, mm-hmm. like I, I get, no, there's the one that's um the green beret. Uh, God, who is this? He's like famous. He was in predator. Uh, yeah. Yep. God damn it. Uh, yeah, that Wait, guy. You're trying, um, but yeah, he, he he's the only one trying that holds to think his weight. His, you're trying to think of his name, like his real life. Yeah, name? It, yeah. his real life name. Uh, Bill Bill Duke. Bill Duke. Bill yes. Duke. 
Bill Duke is the only one in Commando that believably could hold his own in an action scene. It's the probably the best hand-to-hand action scene. The only one that lasts more than three seconds in that movie. Uh, yeah. That's a good it's one. wonderful. The thing that that's puts it up there one. for me is that mall sequence. Uh, yes. I absolutely love him picking up a phone booth with a man inside and tossing it across the mall. That is Great. one of my favorite moments in action cinema, period. It's got some of the best just pure feats of strength that Arnold does. Like he, the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie, he like he takes a whole ass tree out of the forest. He lifts up a car. It's, he lifts. He that lifts thing a guy weighs two thousand pounds. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. He's just carrying he, he lifts, it. He he lifts uh, the the phone book. Uh, he does so many so many the, amazing the, feats. Of holds strength. a man out over a cliff. I lied. Yeah. Right. If he could if he could like <laughs> yeah. punch out a camel or a horse like he does in one of the like the, you'd have the whole total Arnold package there. Uh, he has so, and he has so many uh, one-liners in that one. That one's when he was really like, "Yeah, let off, give him. A, he's dead tired. Let off, yeah, some let off some steam, bit it. <laughs> oh my god, uh-huh. that's my, that's mine for for, that's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all excited. I'm gonna watch it when we get off this show. Let me ask, <laughs> yeah. let me ask you all the questions. Y'all been asking me a thousand sure. questions. Let me ask you, let me ask you a question. Um, what is the bald move uh, consensus? on the extraction action series this is a we are we haven't seen it yet we that's like our the next thing to do because like nah because i saw because extraction one came out like whatever netflix but extraction two came out and it like made me sit up and take notice and then yeah people been on our ass but i haven't seen either one of them yet it's a shame shameful we have been actually talking about fixing that yeah because we get together we we're we're friends in real life we get together all the time we do these like uh uh, movie festivals that we just kind of invite each other at our house and we're thinking like what if we do an extraction one extraction two uh type of sequel kind of thing you know because that yeah i've i've heard love chris evans no it's uh the other chris Hemsworth, right Hemsworth. and i hear the action Hemsworth. is choice so i i this thing that started happening like a decade ago where the it might have been happening before then but it became like a, a like a talking point a decade ago with wick was the the former stuntmen becoming directors mm-hmm. and they just like understand nice. how to shoot it of course um, oh my god it's so it's so good uh i think it's the russo brothers who did the the are doing the extraction series but man it's really fucking good it's the, the it's really really good uh the first one especially like it'll do something to you when you watch the first one and then the second one they did they show it in the trailer and then they of course made a big uh, newsy thing about it but there's like a 20 minute one shot right, of him heard. breaking breaking into and then out of a prison and it's fucking incredible it's like god i wish i could watch it for the first time again just after yeah. email me after y'all watch it and just <laughs> okay give me like okay. four give me like four sentences on what y'all thought all right i'll do that so so we're getting to the end of the podcast and uh this is actually the end of uh the badass fest for this year we're about to steal off into the night um and come back next summer uh but if you made it this far you know who you are you know you like action films and if that's you uh shay's book uh easiest recommendation i can make in my whole life it's it's hilarious <laughs> it's also yeah. really insight like i said i think this uh this uh diehard shit the, the analysis you do of how many different chapters it closes like not just a big beefy guy but the whole like the vietnam vet era like every mm-hmm. star is going to be some green beret or special forces or so like it's genuinely insightful in terms of badass and action movies so uh go to uh shay's uh site here buy the book you want to shout out uh, anything you want to shout out shay 
no just halfwaybooks.com go get the, the get the thing this was a lot of fun it's always nice to finally to like sit with some people who have a, an appreciation of a thing that you really care about and and love you know what i mean like yeah the, the, the yeah. society as a whole is kind of like why why what why <laughs> why are you taking this so seriously that, I, I yeah kindred spirits here yeah i so i worked on that thing for like six months rewatched movies for for a, a bunch of the, like 100 like 150 movies or something to do it in red there's this there's this great book called the last action hero that came out like a couple of weeks before by by this guy named uh nick i don't know how to say his last name like simulan or something like that hold on, mm-hmm. hold on i'm gonna find it for you uh, but that's also a really good book. Uh, yeah, Nick this Simulin. I don't know. Just look up Last Action Heroes book by Nick, and it's it'll pop up. It's like that's an actual book you can hold in your hands. Mine is just like a you you read it on your on your iPad or Kindle um, or whatever. But yeah, rewatching all those movies and just like hanging out in my office for hundreds of hours or whatever. And then it comes out, and then I've done like five podcasts, and but each of the podcasts is just with people who are like super into action movies. Yeah. That was my favorite part of the week. I was looking forward to this for fucking as soon as y'all reached out. So this was great. Thank y'all so much for having me on. No, thanks yeah, for coming on. Appreciate it. I will definitely let you know about extraction. If we, you know, we're going to be doing this every year. Uh, you're well, if you want to do a, a special badass uh, appearance every year, I'd, we'd, we'd love to have that, but uh, we'll Hell check with yes. you later. And uh, again, Shay Serrano, thanks uh, for being on the pod. Uh, clearly showing his, his chops here, deep expertise. Uh, we know, <laughs> It takes a lot of work to take something this silly, this serious, and uh, you've you've done the work, sir. So, uh, check out his book, uh, uh, the Action Hero Scattering Report. Um, yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming on, and uh, thanks for listening to Badass Fest Five, everybody. We'll see you next year. <laughs>